Walker, and welcome back to a new episode of, what's it called again, Joe? <laughs> I've forgotten, mate. It's been so long. <laughs> Travel on Mockery. <laughs> oh, that's it. Travel on Mockery. Um, it's been a flipping month. I've been to South Africa. Uh, you have been battling storms in Norwich. We've had a lot of trouble trying to record a podcast. Um, you've been sick. You've been to Doha. I've been really sick. Well, well um dive into that but uh mate how have you been because i haven't been speaking to you for a while haven't we well first of all i've been pretty good um went to the football world cup in doha um i think you went to, you were in south africa that was at the start wasn't it of that time mm-hmm. um yeah. and then uh i wondered if you were still there then because i saw the camera go <laughs> uh yeah now i went to the football world cup uh in doha that was really good uh got to watch some some of some of the matches saw the saw england lose get knocked out on the second day Literally, just when I got ill as well, I, like you know when you get that kind of flu and you start feeling really cold, don't you? And then you feel really hot the next minute. I got that. Went to the football. I'd let bloody all my clothes on because I, I didn't really pack like winter stuff, and I was freezing. I was like, I've got to watch this match. This is the main one I've come there for. Mm-hmm. Um, but and uh, yeah, and then to top it off, we bloody lost, didn't we? But it was a good match. And then saw the last one that I saw was Argentina against Croatia. Um, managed to see Lionel Messi play, which was awesome to, uh, you know, just to say that you've seen it. And uh, Don't you think he was like a right they, snake? Do I think what? He was a right snake. Have you watched the World Cup, the Netherlands versus, versus Argentina? Well, what a did he slittery, do? Slittery little snake. Um, I'll send you a YouTube video. Like, he's just, he's an actor, mate. He's a flipping actor. What, Messi? Yes, Lionel Messi. Uh, oh no, nah, he he's not an actor. Why 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 is he acting then? What you think he was faking an injury? Well, he was faking multiple things, mate. He'd be really good in uh, in certain adults performing <laughs> movies, seeing how he fakes. Mate, everything. he'd be good in triathlon, wouldn't he? Then faking that they're knackered and sitting on the back because they can't pull a turn, and all of a sudden they get to the run. Didn't you? Uh, you you went up against an actor, didn't you? In seventy point three Galveston, I remember. <laughs> I went up against an actor, and it was like, oh, my lower back, my lower back. And then we went on to run, and he cracked a one ten. I was thinking, where the fuck did that lower back problem came from? Where's that thing? <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, it was fine. It was like all one of the fine. Go and see the doctor. Thanks for towing me along. Here's a one ten half marathon. <laughs> see ya. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, go on. So how was it, Doha? Uh, it was really good. Yeah, it was a great experience. Um, like I'm not a massive football fan, to be honest, but like I just wanted to go there and see it. And because normally you can't really watch it, can you? Because it's in like the middle of the racing season, so uh, it doesn't really work out. But obviously, with being in December, I was like, this is a great chance. And um, they're all really close to Doha, so you can like travel to all the stadiums. Like the furthest one was only like 50 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, went there. Even recognized some triathletes recognized me as well. We did some training with some um saw some at the football so it was it was really good it was just a shame that I was ill and the, the two days in between the matches I couldn't do anything I was like bedridden you know went there with like my partner's uh my wife's dad and um we were literally uh sunbathing mainly on the boat in, in between but it was still good we did get out in the evenings and stuff like that but I think you had from the sounds of it you had a similar illness and like coughing loads and just feeling fucking smashed like um isn't well, that what you had for a bit? Um, yeah, so I just came back from 
I just came back from South Africa, went there, uh, what was it, like the 5th or something on the 7th of December for the, uh, three weeks till the 28th. And um, yeah, literally after one and a half weeks, so I trained really hard for one and a half week. One, the, the second week that I was there, I did like 20 hours of cycling. I did like a 32-hour training week. And I was thinking like, oh yes, get it, come in, get it in there. But then um, in the evening, I started feeling like really cold. And after that, I got really ill. So the only thing I could do was go out and in the evening and just had dinner because we were sleeping in like some sort of hotel. Um, but apart from that, I've been in bed for like seven days. And the, the weird thing is, I had to cough like a lot. I had like, uh, you know, a full sinuses. Is that how you say it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinuses were blocked. Yeah, were blocked. I was like uh, hot, cold, hot, cold. And I'm thinking this is super strange for South Africa, isn't it? Where it's like 30, 34 degrees. There's not something like anything going around there at the moment. Tom, you would have loved uh, the first two matches we went to because we managed to get um, VIP passes. And I know how much you like to... Uh, to eat your food and stuff and uh, smash it and give us free. I can imagine you'd be in your element and you got like unlimited like fillet steak, massive prawns, champagne, like all that kind of well, stuff. Like you would have been absolutely milking that, wouldn't you? I, I definitely would have. I would definitely would have. But apart from that, I can tell you one thing about South Africa, mate. The food and the wines are absolutely amazing. And it's crazy. You can have like <laughs> fillet steak. <laughs> Like an awesome fill and steak for something like nine pounds. I remember when we went there before for the race, didn't we? And we couldn't believe how much cheaper it was, could we? I, I mean, know, it's nuts, like, isn't it? You go to America now and it's like bloody twice, three times the price, isn't it, of England. You go to South Africa, it's like half the price of like Europe, isn't it? You know, it's just I would crazy, say third. isn't it? A third, yeah. Wow. We need to head out there. <laughs> well, I just came back. So uh, uh, how was my training camp in short? I would say um, it was more of a vacation because I've been in bed for maybe half of it and I've been trying to get out and do some stuff because for me it was like an off-season camp where I also wanted to do and see things because I haven't really had a holiday. Um, but I just couldn't do any training. Like Are you after, fitter now? Uh, Are you well, fitter I don't now know. when you went? I don't know because I'm still <laughs> not feeling super well. My, my my nose is still blocked and I'm still coughing so now and then. So, uh, and after I felt better, I, I did some bike rides and I still felt like I was depleted, couldn't really push on the bike. I was sweating like shit loads, but I'm always sweating in the heat because this was a different sweat. Um, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I, I, I was thinking, do you know what, what the whole thing is? Um, what a triathlete needs to be a good triathlete or, or what a sportsman needs to be, uh, uh, to be good at sports. What someone needs to be good at sports what do they is structure and stability, right? In order to create consistency in training. <laughs> and right? did, did you, did you have it? Mate, my life has been completely fucked since September. And I tried to get back into some structure, but with going away to South Africa and thinking like, I've I've done some two weeks decent training before it, and then I'll block get another three decent weeks in. What happens after like nine days? Absolutely bedridden, uh, not even being able to train, and then after that, still feeling really fatigued. And I'm thinking maybe um, the luck is just not on my side. Literally, if if so I could be a reality soap, it'd be hitting the. 
hitting the cinema blocks. So what's what's next then? What's what's the plan moving forwards? Like any more training camps on the horizon? Um, uh, any races? Well, for me now, uh, plan moving forward is not uh, any training camps. Just uh, enjoying the rain in the Netherlands, trying to get some structured training. In. I, I, at first, I was just I just want to feel feel like fit again, you know, like not being held back. And that's the strange thing. Before uh, September or before, well, I would say maybe Corona in April, I haven't been sick for like five, six years. Like I never, I'm never sick. I'm always healthy. You know, I would say, well, Corona is something different. But then since September, I've maybe had two or three times where I just didn't really feel like I was fit you know it just you've got something you don't know what it is but i also think because of corona we haven't been in contact with a lot of people so um you're not really used to it anymore so the comeback trail the comeback trail is on the comeback trail is on but like you're saying it's a trail it's a trail run and you know how trail running goes it's ups and downs it's rocks it's trees it's uh it's a bumpy road Mate, you know what it's like, though. It's hard being on top, but getting back is even sweeter. It is even sweeter. How's your? How's your? Uh, <laughs> It'll how's... be even sweeter when you get back. When you get back on top, won't it? You it can't life on top, mate. You can't stay there the whole time. It gets boring looking down on everyone. I've been thinking in South Africa when everything was going a bit downwards again with training. I was thinking, I'm not a pure professional, Joe. Maybe I'm racing with a professional license, but I'm not. And in, in, in my heart and soul, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm a lifestyle athlete. What are you? A lifestyle <laughs> athlete. <laughs> a lifestyle athlete. I would say you're I'm just a li- saying that because you want to get you want to get all free clothes, don't you? Designer clothes sent to you and stuff for the lifestyle, nah, don't you? And like I wa- fancy cars. I want to pick my own fancy clothes and cars, but what I want to say is a lifestyle athlete because I can show everyone I've been coming from ninety kilos. Uh, now I'm fit. I'm not doing a shitload of training. I'm not consistent. I'm eating my food. I'm eating, I'm drinking wines and I'm still able to push out a, 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 an eight hour, 15 or 20 Ironman with like not a lot of training, inconsistent. So that's why I would call myself the lifestyle athlete where the normal person could relate to Joe. I'm the lifestyle athlete. How can I become a lifestyle athlete? Because I wouldn't mind being a lifestyle athlete. Um, Sounds just, like there's less pressure. Just wait. <laughs> I can tell you there's still a lot of pressure. <laughs> there's still a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> Do I just need to go to McDonald's and KFC a bit, fatten nah, myself up? If I were you, if I were you, I would, I would just keep doing what you're doing. And then at some point, if you feel like you're not in the mix anymore, like you've had it, you have had all your years, then you're just going to do just like Sebastian Keenler, just traveling for the sake of it. And you're becoming a lifestyle athlete. You're inspiring right, people so on I'm, the gram. So- I'm going to become a lifestyle athlete in a few years. Also, I've, one of my uh, training partners, my main training partners is on the ground mate now. What, He's called of- Powerful powerful Pensioner, 67-year-old Phil Herr, documenting his training, mate. That is a proper lifestyle athlete. This lad is a machine, mate, for his age. Honestly, he's pounding out in the gym yesterday night, third session of the day, 8 p.m. You know, like, hard work don't stop, mate, with him. Honestly, he makes me tired just watching his Instagram. Yeah, but if the hard work doesn't stop, you're not an athlete. You're not a lifestyle athlete because the lifestyle athlete also cares about his lifestyle. He doesn't want to neglect his. Food. All right. He doesn't want to neglect his wines or or his beers or his his. Kombucha. He doesn't neglect his beer his stuff. He got. We went for a swim the other day. Smashed out a threshold uh, session. Techno said he's going home to have a hot chocolate. 
Phil said he's going home and have a couple of beers that he got for Christmas. I would say the lifestyle athlete is work hard, play hard, and the professional athlete is work hard. All right, he's a life. He's it's, a lifestyle athlete, hard. but he trains it's, fucking hard. The, the 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 professional athlete is work hard, race fast, and the other one is like yeah, work hard, play hard, and a decent race. Yeah, I, well, yeah, he's a cross between the two. I think he'll probably be applying for his pro license in a year's time. But but one day, Joe, one day I'll become a true professional athlete in heart and soul. Out of interest, for a 67-year-old guy, yeah, what would be, in your opinion, a fucking quick Ironman time for someone that's 67 years old? 67. Um, Something that you'd be like, wow. like 60, 67, right? Yeah, um, 67. Seven hours and 55 minutes, something like that. Oh, 67, man. Yeah, but it's quick, right? Seven hours, 55. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You so were saying you what's a... would be good for... You, would say, you were saying what's a quick time for a 67-year-old? Yeah. You think... But what What you think, sub eight? That'd be quick. So you wouldn't class like <laughs> a, a sub 10 as like a fast time for a 67-year-old? Well, a sub 10 would also be quick, but sub, sub eight would be decent, wouldn't it? That would be... Uh, incredible absolutely incredible um <laughs> i want to see if we can get him to a sub 10 iron man yeah that'd be uh that'd be really uh really really good but i I'm, i don't even know if how many sub 70 year olds went sub 10 i mean if you're if you've always been fit a former professional is it is it like really easy to do it or at some know. point, that age is going to hit so hard that it's, I don't know. Yeah, he reckon, he keeps thinking that every year is going to be his last year, he says. All right. Hey, um, Imagine the stress, mate, on that. Every year is my last year, you know. Don't think, know whether or not you're going to, one injury could take you out. Joe, this is, it's it's the 30th of December. Um, tomorrow is, is the last year of this year. I quickly want to want to recap on this season with you, and I want to know: um, you happy with your season? Uh, yeah, it's been it was a good finish. Uh, it was a shame to miss a lot of it at the start with uh, COVID, but it was it ended up being all right. Uh, but looking forward to uh, next year already, and trying to uh, and um, to be honest, I'm really pleased that the Ironman World Champs is going to move from Hawaii. I know that's a controversial thing. Um, I think mixing it up with like the Met, changing it to the males is like a month before the females is a bit shit. Like, but in terms of the actual location, for me, I'm over the moon. That it's not going to be in Kona because I'm like you, mate. I'm like melted cheese in that heat, and uh, like going somewhere where it's going to be a lot cooler. I'm well chuffed about that. And like Nice and I mean Nice in June, July, it's fucking hot in it. When we were there for the Ironman this year, but in September. Uh, second week of September is actually probably going to be pretty nice, isn't it? You know, warm, mm-hmm. but not like overly hot, is it? Now, what's the, um, if you look back at last year, what would you be doing different in 2023 to um, what you'd say, I've done this in 2022, I'm regretting that or not regretting, but I think I can do, I can become a better version of myself in 2023. To be honest, I'm pretty much doing the same things through the winter as what I did through the winter of 2022 because I actually got in really good shape in March time before, uh, or March, April time, before we did, um, before we got COVID. So I'm just doing a similar kind of thing 
but putting a bit more emphasis on the swim. Last time I was putting a bit more emphasis on the run, putting a bit more in the swim this time uh, because I want to be in really good swim shape. And I think that could be an absolute game changer. Um, did a bit more swimming after Kona this year before Arizona and managed to make the front pack. So putting a bit more emphasis on the swim training, just like hitting the sessions a bit fresher, bit lot, bit more in the sessions um, and seeing if I can take my swim, you know, get it to, well, if, to be honest, in when we were swimming and we did some of the training camps through the winter, I, like when you were there, I was actually swimming pretty well, weren't I? And I never really got to that swim fitness again through the season after getting COVID. It was, that was kind of like the, the nail in the coffin for me. But mm-hmm. I mean, can you remember the times that we were hitting in like Girona and stuff? Like they were pretty decent, weren't they? I know. I know. It's, we need to uh, get back there, mate. We need to get back in there. Get back in there. Tommy and his caravan. Um, are you, are you got the caravan? Are you actually get definitely getting that caravan? Is that a sure, sure thing? I'm 100% getting the caravan, mate. Tommy's going glamping. Tommy's going wow. glamping, the lifestyle athlete. Will you, uh, are you going to leave it at your dad's in Austria <laughs> and then take it from there? Your face. Um, I, nah, I, I'm just, uh, just going to cruise it all the way to the south of Spain and I'll probably uh, park it somewhere there and then uh, train from my uh, from the caravan. Fucking hell. When are you going to do that? I don't know. Just whenever. And it will just be you? like there's, Or is there a second bed in there? There's a second bed, there's a third bed, and a fourth bed if you want to. But I would say the third and there's the fourth. There's not four beds, is there? There's four beds. four beds. Four beds. It would get really, really cozy. We would really get to know each other. So I wouldn't say we're going on a month training camp, but it's decent to go in there with two Yeah, but doesn't it get people. cold? No. Nope. Doesn't it get cold at night? Because you said you did that one in uh, when Mate. you were in St. George. It got freezing. So then I you want four people. So there's like body is, heat warming it up. This is an absolute weapon. This thing has got air conditioning, it's got floor heating, it's got normal heating, it's got an indoor 25-meter pool. <laughs> I'm sitting about the pool. But uh, no, no it's, a, it's, a, it's a decent thing. And and uh, you can, like, camping is awesome, Joe. Camping is awesome. I know you like your luxury. Um, I'm a really down-to-earth guy that likes to be out in the woods with his uh, caravan. And uh, um, I, I would say give it a try. Imagine how fit you could be if you just parked that thing up at the top of a mountain for altitude training, two and a half thousand meters, you know, above sea level. Well, there's a couple of things you need. Fit as a fiddle. One thing you need is electricity. And the second thing is something um, uh, to empty the tanks. For the sh- if, you, if you go for a, to the toilet. Exactly. That's why you need a roommate and you just get the roommate to do it, that's like, he gets to stay for free, but his job's sorting the toilet out and getting the generator running for the electricity. Um, you could do. <laughs> You're thinking, oh, that sounds all right. It sounds all right. It's, it, it sounds all right. <laughs> yeah, so that's the uh, that's the whole thing. Uh, Tommy and, 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 and the caravan. Now, I, I don't know. I'm not going on any, any training camp anytime soon, but I, I would say um, I'm not going to New Zealand anymore. I've been looking at the prices. I've been looking into everything, and... I'm looking at spending at least ten to twelve grand, um, maybe fifteen grand, just to get over there for five weeks. That that just just doesn't make any sense. Like that's just a flipping waste of money. And uh, um, and as a lifestyle athlete, that stops you doing lots of other lifestyle things, doesn't it? True. No New Zealand made is uh, it's it's just it's just not worth it. It's just absolutely not worth it. I could go, uh, for, I could train for four months in Girona and still have money left. 
yeah, no, I'm the same, mate. Like, I'm not going to bother. It's too expensive. And uh, it's a shame because it would have been good to go. But the prices have just gone crazy, haven't they? You know, like flights, accommodation, everything like that. I would say three three times as expensive as back in 2020. Yeah, the prices are. Like, the economy economy price is, like, nearly three times the price. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Completely Uh, And that is a long way to go, isn't it? What's the, um, looking back at 2022, uh, what's your, uh, what were your favorite sessions? Name three, three of your like epic sessions that you think are like, oh fuck, that is one of the things I remember. And it was a good session. Um, the 50k run that I did was probably one of them in like under three hours. I think it was like 332 per kilometer. That was one of them. Um, and then, I mean, none of them, I didn't really seem too epic. Like the Tuesday brick sessions were always pretty good. Like they were probably one, one of my best, you know, when we did it, like I was doing them pretty much throughout the year. So like a harder bike session, either like, um, I started off with like tempo threshold reps and then like a run off the bike. Uh, and like towards the end, I think before Arizona did quite some good ones where I did like, um, three minute efforts at like around 450 watts um i think i did eight of them seven or eight and then finished off for like a two minute climb on the way home and tried to do 500 watts for it i can't remember what i did uh it might have been just under um it's a bit knackered and then a 10k run off the bike in 32 45 that was all right one that was that stays to mind because it was fairly recent um trying to think there's any others also some of the longer runs that i did they weren't like that i mean to be honest it wasn't like you know what i mean like the sessions weren't super hard but the ones that probably gave you the the best confidence let me was let me help you well so one then because i know your uh your mind sometimes isn't as clear what about the 300k ride over a couple of mountains with a 10k run off the bike where you did it in something like 35 minutes at altitude. Oh no, that wasn't 10k. That was like five. That was about five or six k. That was. It was down that. People hill, don't know, Joe. But it was fucking down. People don't. People don't know. It was 10k in 32 minutes. Um, in 28 minutes. But that wasn't. Um, that was an epic session, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a really good one. I think, to be honest, a lot of the sessions that you think are your best sessions isn't necessarily the paces that you go, but it's how comfortable a pace feels. Like I remember doing some runs off the bike on a Sunday where we'd done a long ride, four to five hours, and then doing a run off the bike and like holding like 320, 330k pace felt mega comfortable, but it wasn't like it's a super quick pace, but it just, you think like, oh, I've done five hours on the bike and I'm holding this pace. Like, and that feels really comfortable. And that kind of gives you a lot of confidence, doesn't it? Because you're not necessarily mm-hmm. going flat no. out, are you, on a lot of the sessions. No. But if you hold like a decent power or a decent pace and you think, God, that felt so much easier than before, that gives you a lot of confidence, doesn't it? But it doesn't sound anything special because it's similar to what you do most mm-hmm. weeks. It's just that sometimes it feels really easy and you get a lot of confidence from that. What about you? Do you know what, what the hardest... One of the best? The hardest session and probably the best session I've done. I mean, in the end, it's not about the session. The best session isn't the session that would give you the most fitness benefits or whatever. It's just the session that sticked you by mind the most. Um, was the one we did in Girona where we did 
uh, about an hour loop, uh, uh, a chain gang, where it was just me and you, like flipping chain ganging over rolling What about hills. John? You're forgetting Big John. Yeah, but Big John got dropped pretty soon, didn't he? So it was me and you. He was flipping around. He was messing around with the gator skins, wasn't he? He got dropped, man. He got Poor popped. old John. Yeah, don't Poor use John. gator skins so, on a training camp. Uh, so John was there. He was there, but not on the chain. Um, so, so tell us, you still there? what was the session then? Yeah, what was the session? So the session was, we were chain ganging for like, so we rode out there, which was basically 45 minutes to get there. Then we did like an hour chain gang, which would be if you're on the front, trying to hit like around 400 watts, just flipping, smashing it, and then trying to hang on. on was the that wheel. where we caught yeah. Gutsy? Was that where That's we caught what, Gutsy? We gave him the yeah. handicap start. Exactly, exactly. Um, he was too busy slut dropping and getting pictures, weren't he? He was. And then after ba- after that, we got <laughs> we rode back into like Bagnoles. Then we went up Rocacorba as a tempo session on the bike. And then we rode back to the lake, got our shoes on, and did 10 by a K off a minute rest. 10 by a K at Fresh Out running off a minute rest. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a good one, wasn't it? That was a flipping Makes massive Makes me tired session. now just thinking about it. Standard Tuesday, mate. Yeah. Standard Tuesday. That is not a standard <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> That's what you need to be doing, mate. Lifestyle athlete needs to be smashing the sessions like that on a Tuesday. Think how fit you'll be. This time next year, I know. Rodney. But I, I have done the sessions, haven't I? I always do the sessions. You just need to do them consistently. Yeah. So... Uh, my Sometimes you just need a bit of persuasion. Because <laughs> you, you like to not do them, don't you? When you feel a bit tired, you like to think, oh, I'm not sure if I should be doing this. And then quite often you do it and then you're like, oh, actually, it went a lot better than what I thought. I always do the sessions. Sometimes sometimes you don't want to do them, though, do you? Like, I know on training camp, sometimes want- you're like, oh, I don't think I should be doing this. And like you, you're doubting yourself. <laughs> And then you're it's like, also because I'm just give it I'm a training just with do it. just do it. It's also because I'm training with Joe Skipper, and anyone who's trained with him before knows that you're always like pushing it, aren't you? You're just a bit built different, mate. And if I do the same as you for like three weeks, I'm completely cranking that body to the ground. Yeah, but when you've done it for three weeks, you've come back really fit. I did come back really fit, but also in a slightly K hole. <laughs> nah, you weren't. I would in say. Like, I would say with one <laughs> with one foot <laughs> with one foot in the K hole and one foot into fitness. <laughs> I'll write you a training plan, and uh, well, I I think we should do a poll where I write a training plan for you, and uh, we put it up there, and uh, we you could just see you could just uh, see whether or not people think you should do it. You know, like uh, each week put a poll up. Do I do this this week? Yes or no, and then each and then if it's no, you can just go to your own devices and take it easy. If it's yes, then you've just got to fucking stick to it. And uh, we do that each week on the triathlon mockery thing, and just uh, see if we can get Tom to the top. Take this booty to the top. Take this booty to the top. Um, yeah, that's a bit more <laughs> do you reckon? It. What do you reckon? I don't know. You, you can, can just out of the blue can give each week. 
And you oh. could just say, look, guys, I'm feeling really tired this week. Can you please get, show me some pity and say, no, I don't have to do it. You know, that you could say something like that if you wanted a rest day. And then mm-hmm. people could be like, nah, fuck it. He's got to do it. Or they could be like, oh, actually, I feel a bit sorry for him. Have a rest week, you know. And that's a lifestyle Dude, athlete, mate. That no is one's, letting, letting no one's going to start the training. <laughs> No one's going to say that, like, let him have a little rest week. Everyone's going to be like, fuck yes, I want to see this guy in a K-hole. <laughs> You'll have this emotional connection with your followers. And uh, if they really, if they see the look in your eyes, you know, like a sorry old dog, you know, that's been like mistreated, they'll be like, yes, I feel sorry for Tom. Don't do it this week. You know, take it easy. Or they might look at you and they might think, actually, he looks fine. He looks, he looks like he's getting fit. He's going well. And then they say, yeah, you do it. And uh, that's the lifestyle athlete, mate, leading by the gram. Leading by example on the gram, mate. I, I could see you. I could see you flying. And then we could pick a race in April or something or May in Europe and uh, see how, how long four or five months of the training plan gets you. Does it get you K-hole or does it get you fit as a fiddle? Do you want to – I want to – I'm liking I'm liking the sound of this. I want to I wanna maybe change something this year and do some halves to get some more speed in before doing Yeah, I'm going to do halves, mate. That's what I'm going to do. do you I'm know, going to do this PTO races. Do you know what race I want to do? <laughs> What's that? 70.3 Peru. Flipping heck. That'd be a cool one. When's that? Uh, that one is in April, and then I want to see the Machu Picchu and so on. Wow. That sounds like a great idea. Um, do you know that why is... Don't we, why don't we do the plan up until that? I reckon that's a cherry pick race as well. I think you could get on the podium in that. Ah, you know, shut up. even of if Big not. Mets comes, even nah. if Big, even if Big Mets, I reckon you could take him. You could freaking take him, man. Like, for me, you can, you, I wouldn't. Got it in you. I wouldn't call it. A, I wouldn't call it a cherry pick race. I would call it a lifestyle athlete race because I want to race and see the world. Is that where Sam Long went last year? I think he won that one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he said it was amazing. Best vacation race or something recently, and the scenery is amazing out there. Best vacation race. <laughs> That's what he said. Sounds like exactly something I, for Tom the Lifestyle Athlete. He's not coached anymore, mate. He's vulnerable, and I think you could take him. I, I think if you if you if you uh, if you dig in, I can see you. I can see you going for it, mate. You're still in your twenties. I'm still in my twenties, and so is he. But first, we need to get some decent training in, and uh, I, I need to get over my viruses and all that. Like, it's all downhill once you get to thirty, mate. Is it? Is it? Uh, but yeah. so you're saying you're doing seventy point threes? Would seventy point three Peru be something for you? I would love to do seventy point three Peru, mate. Um, that sounds awesome. But. Um, yeah, we're having a uh, me and Laura having a having a child in uh, at the end of March, mate. So um, I'm I'm not going to be able to not going to be able to make that one. But if if I wasn't, then uh, I would definitely be doing that. Are hey, are Jody's going to be a daddy? It's going to be a dad, mate. Three hundred three hundred k. I mean, you've known for a while, haven't you? Um, yeah. But, and we were discussing, weren't we? What trailer do I need to get to go on three hundred k rides and put the child in? And we think we've found one, don't we, mate? This up for the job. I said, uh, me and you were having a little look, weren't we, at suitable trailers to put the child in. And we think we found one that's up for the job of doing a 300K ride, don't we? I know. That would be absolutely good going. But is is Daddy Joe going to be able to train as much when he's a dad? Yeah, mate. Like, absolutely. Definitely. You don't really <laughs> think anything is going to change for you, are you? <laughs> No, not really. I think it'll be uh, it'll be all right. Like, yeah, still planned on doing the same training and stuff, mate. Um, 
Why do you think? Uh, do you think I'm in for a shock? <laughs> all right, all right. And um, I, I, them diapers don't change themselves, mate. I know, mate. I know. Do you think I'm in for a shock then? I'm a hundred percent sure you're in for a shock. A hundred percent. I think you're you're overestimating what this is going to do with your freedom. And I'm not saying it's what a bad thing. Think, uh, I'm not saying it's. it's well, I think once you have that little baby in your arms, mate, that um, at first you don't want to get away for months because you just want to be, um, it's a her, right? It's a she. It's a yeah. she. Yeah, it's a girl, yeah. Um, you want to you wanna come home after a session and probably hold her in your, in, in, in your arms and not be away for like a month. The first couple of years for a baby is really important. And uh, I think you want to be part of that before, because before you know it, um, She's 18, mate, and going out with people like me. And uh, <laughs> and then you, you miss <laughs> and you missed everything. So uh, uh, no, I, I definitely do do things. Things are are gonna th- change for you, and it's not it's not a bad thing. How old were some of the girls, the youngest girls at the swimming club that you went to that were pretty quick at swimming, like giving you a giving you a run for your money when you were going with that club in uh, The Hague? 12 to 14. That 14 was an so, absolute fish. Really? So basically, if she gets into swimming and she's good, by the time you're getting to your late 30s, 40s, you could have a training partner. I could have someone showing me around in the pool how <laughs> to get like a proper catch and push phase. Yes, I could. Um, and the good thing is, you'd be at that time, you'd be a lifestyle athlete. I'd be a lifestyle athlete, mate. So I'd just be chilling out, wouldn't I? Like, I don't have to worry about training too hard then. I can be like... You know, you two go and swim. I'm just going to go uh, to the cafe. Uh, I'll watch you and see how you get on. And uh, it would be you two battling it out, mate. I do think that people are underestimating the talent you need to have to be a decent performing last, uh, uh, um, lifestyle athlete. I think you're 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 underestimating it, Joe. Well, yeah, you've got to be able to cope with like some traveling and training and going out for beers and going to the cafes and stuff. It's, it's very basically tiring, it? you know? um, the, the motto of a lifestyle athlete is always show up, not just in training. It's like always show up. So if someone invites you out to the cat to the to the for a night out, always show up, go out. You might you never know what you might meet, you know, different bars, stuff like that. You've got to be able to fill in other age groupers on. Where's good to go? Best places for a drink? Where you get the best beers? Haven't you? You know all this kind of stuff. There's a whole, Everything. there's a whole new business world opportunities. To it. You show up. Training wise, you show up. Is um, glamping spontaneous glamping trip? You got to show up. You know, <laughs> tiring stuff, mate. But that's. I think that's you, all going to change for you, mate. It's not going to be any uh, months in Girona training and and. Uh, it's a bit more planning and and how to get get like So, um, speaking of a dad, um, do you want to know who is a really good professional athlete that's also a lifestyle athlete that I like look up to? I think he's got a really cool life. Who's that? Braden Curry, mate. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. Like, and he does I'm well, sure, and he gets I'm good sure results, doesn't he? I'm I'm always wondering, like, how does he do it? Because um, I would say he's a lifestyle athlete because he's been chilling behind the barbecue. He's smashing beers. Uh, he's performing in racing. Does he smash beers, uh, though? I haven't seen him smash beers, mate. I haven't seen him smash beers. Like, that's a myth, man. Wow. He no. was... After New Zealand. After New Zealand. I would say. He stuck it. He was pissed in, drunk. In Taupo, didn't he? Yeah. He yeah. he could fucking take his beers because he he drank us under the table, didn't he? I was so smashed that next but, day and I'd pack my bike. Um, it felt awful. He... He might be the godfather of a lifestyle athlete, but also the things that he does with his kids and all that, like the adventurous lifestyle. I think goes uh, rock climbing and cool. stuff, doesn't he? Fishing, rock climbing, rafting, and I'm thinking, like, how does he get all the training in and have kids, <laughs> like with all the kids and all that? It's actually, um, it's got to be harder than you think, mate. It's going to be harder than you think, but you can always ask him. <laughs> That's for That's what everyone tips. keeps telling me. That's what everyone keeps saying. <laughs> It's anyway, me. it's gonna be. <laughs> is it gonna be hard? No, no. What does that mean? I can't have a kid in the middle of the day. Oh no! <laughs> you're gonna be, be doing just fine. It's just, <laughs> just gonna be a small shock to the system, but you'll get used to it, mate. Um, I'll. Uh, I can't wait to see you uh, with, with like a little baby in your arms. Anyway, um, <laughs> have we got an Instagram post of the week? Yes, mate. Sting like a but float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. And what is that? You know the one. I know the one. Scott Bavell, mate. Scott Bavell getting pounded, isn't he? In the chat, in the tummy. He was one of the guys that was going to be on the uh, battle of the influencers with you, but he picked up an injury, didn't he, before September, which uh, ruled him out of Ironman Wales. And uh, now he's mixing it up a bit, bit of CrossFit, bit of boxing, keeping fit. Well, and uh, he's, um, he's getting pounded um, in the tummy. He was a uh, Scott Bevel. It was a, a triathlete that was doing like daily YouTube videos. Um, was a, uh, a really good swimmer, maybe still is. Um, but then he picked up an injury somewhere in uh, April, May, and then uh, it looks like what I've seen on his social media last week is that he stopped doing triathlon. Something made him stop doing triathlon, and I want to get him on the show and ask him why he would stop. Because he was he was getting better all the time, wasn't he? And his results were getting pretty decent, weren't they? I mean, like the last and, race and it I think was not, he did, you and him were in South Africa. Where, and it was you? not like, about the money, um, was it? But, no, it was it wasn't about it wasn't about the money, but he was getting better and better results. He worked his way up from an age grouper to into the pro ranks, like quite a few people do. Um and he's still pretty young. He was still in his twenties, weren't he? Um and it, we, me and Tom know why he stopped, but we don't want to spoil it and uh, say why in this episode. We want to get him in the show and talk to him properly um, and to get it because I think a lot people could learn maybe something from later, it. Won't they? And and he's a really really nice down to earth guy. He's yeah, a really nice guy. But that but when you see him doing some of the CrossFit now and uh, some of the boxing, you wouldn't want to you want to piss him off in an open water swim, would you? Because uh, you know, his punches, are, they're looking pretty good, aren't they? You know, and uh, I'm sure he wouldn't be scared well, to use them if you uh, cut him up on the boy or dunked him or whatever. I, I always use the swim slow tactic. So you're kind of avoiding that violence in the water. Have you ever had a battle in the water where you've, where you've ended up like pulling someone back, they've pulled you, you've dunked them? Have you ever had one come to mind? I've had one in Roth before. Yeah, a couple, a couple of times right. when they... Uh, the the first females come through the field. 
and start to really? overtake me. So you've had like some bust ups with some of the females. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> I, I had a bust up in rough. Like I've I, never, I was I've in never the had age it. group one. You mean like actual fighting? Uh, it wasn't really like a fight, but it was like it was going back and forwards. But like I was in rough doing the doing the race, and uh, the age group has started off at the same time, and there was loads of them. And uh, I think they're they're more rough than than the pros, to be honest. They're crazy. Um, and I was starting off, got a good start, was swimming along, and then some guy like completely like cut me up and like pulled me back, you know, like uh, by like pushing my shoulder back. So I grabbed hold mm -hmm. of his leg. And then pulled him back because he just done, you know, pushed me back on, like by grabbing my shoulder and pulled me back. He kind of like slingshot himself forward. So I'm like, fuck this. So yeah, I grabbed yeah. his leg, pulled him back. And then he did it to me again. He pulled my leg when I pulled it, after I'd pulled his. And I'm like, fuck's sake. So like, you know, and you can imagine you're getting all like flustered. Like it's only a few hundred meters into the start. So you're already pretty uh, like anaerobic, aren't you? And then so this is the third time because he pulled me. It was like he pushed me. He pulled me back. Then I pulled his leg. Then he pulled my leg. Then I like literally swam back up. I got hold of his like shoulder. I pulled pulled him like back really like fast, and it quickly did like a little sprint and got away and like used him to like catapult myself forward. Didn't see him again, but like it was getting pretty rough, you know, like uh, at that point. And you knew that like after that, if he caught me again, like that was going to be uh, probably a bust up. But like that was probably the closest I've had, you know, it kind of is it true, it doesn't sound that bad when you hear it like that. But is it true you that when you came it, out, is it true that when you came out of the water that you saw it was a dog rumor? <laughs> Mate, if that was my dog rumor's actually all right. It was the one that was supposed to be get but supposed to be fixing their pearly whites up, mate. The dog room is okay. Is actually all right with me. It was the one that was meant to be cleaning their teeth. Maisie's actually got Laura found one tooth done. So she did one of her teeth, tooth, the rest of her mouth isn't done. And Ted didn't get any done. So Ted, Ted completely blew it. He hasn't had any of his teeth done. Still got a bit of plaque on there. And he was wait. He, he, he was really looking forward to that. He was looking forward to having some nice white teeth to show off at the park and some nice smelling breath. Uh, unfortunately, he's got fucked over massively. So he, he, he was the loser <laughs> out of that. Um, he is the poor thing. Um, bullshit buster. We had a bullshit buster, didn't we? The bullshit buster, and we've mentioned it before on the podcast. Can I think that an untrained donkey can beat a trained horse? Uh, what do you think, Tom? That's like people say that a donkey's not nothing compared to a horse, but I've seen fit donkeys that have been trained and they are fucking rapid. They've got so much stamina. I think a fit, a, a well-trained donkey can beat an untrained horse. What do you think? Well, I definitely think, and we can see how you're getting on into triathlon. So I think you're like the example of <laughs> the example. Uh, a fit the example can can beat an untrained <laughs> horse, and uh, uh, donkeys have a shitload of stamina, whereas you can have a horse that is really ta uh, talented but not really getting the results anywhere because uh he's he's messing about isn't he well no you've only got exactly and like you know you know them donkeys that like do the beach rides like they're walking up and down they're on the tools all day they got people sat on their back i mean imagine if i was on your back and you were giving me a piggyback all day you know like it's gonna fucking wet you're either gonna be in the k-hole totally fucked and not able to do it aren't you after a week or you're just mm -hmm. gonna get used to it and get stronger and stronger if you got one of them exactly. beach donkeys 
and you did a bit a few strides with him for a week, he could be a trained horse, an untrained horse. You know, donkeys are so underrated, and I think that pe- people don't take that into account. You can look at that in uh, in triathlon, like you know, there's a load of donkeys in there, but you know, you train them well. Now, mate, they can beat they can beat some studs. <laughs> they can. Uh, what about a uh, a lifestyle donkey? Nah, he would he wouldn't be an untrained horse. Oh. Like you've got to, you've got to train that donkey well to to compare to compete to a horse because you're fighting genetics, mate. Like the horses, what, what about the genetics? A, you know, they're big. What about the the lifestyle horse? Yeah, uh, yeah, it could be a lifestyle horse. It could be a lifestyle horse, but a lifestyle donkey would never be a a, a normal horse. Like you, you're you're fighting <laughs> genetics there. That's like saying like I'm gonna get a shit triathlete who's naturally shit. I'm not gonna train them well, and I'm gonna hope that they beat like a freak. You know, like that's just <laughs> very unlikely to happen unless the freak punches or something. You know, or like you know, it'd be like a donkey in the grand. Na- it'd be like a horse in the grand national tripping on like a bloody jump, wouldn't it? You know, and hurting his leg. Like it could happen. But it's very unlikely, you know. You need to be a fit donkey. You need to be carrying people all day. You need to be oh, on definitely. the tools. You need to be, yeah. You need to be, and then you can be on it. Yeah, work yeah. hard, play hard. On oh, no, a work hard, race hard. Um. Anyway, um, uh, before uh, we're saying goodbye, we uh, wishing everyone a uh, very very happy new year and um, uh, also training wise, like get after it in 2023, hoping it's a better year for, uh, for everyone than in uh, 2022, unless for the uh, pro athletes, we're hoping that they're just slightly shitter than we are, but we're hoping that they're having a great year, but just not as great <laughs> yeah. as ours. Well, uh, <laughs> just hoping their training is massively disjointed and like, uh, it gets it like hard, like inconsistent, aren't we? So we can like smash them. I mean, that's true, isn't it? We're you know, hoping, like, we're hoping that like, everyone's getting really, really yeah. fit in 2023. Just not as fit as we. Except if you're a pro and we're racing against you. And then we hope that your training is really disjointed and inconsistent. So it makes us look good. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, next week. Thanks, everyone. Next week, mate. Oh, sorry. Next week, I want to do that, uh, have a chat with you about the drug testing and triathlon. Because to be honest, we think it sucks, don't we? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's so many stories I've got like about it. And I want to chat about that. I think that would be quite a good one. Because people would people love knowing that kind of stuff, don't they? Next week we're going to talk drug testing, um, and uh, for now, everyone, uh, also thanks for uh, for uh, supporting us this year. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, with regards to triathlon mockery uh, gear, it's coming in January. Been shipped from Italy to my place. Um, that's the update for everyone that was wondering. Clothing is coming, um, Joe. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, mate, and um, all the best for 2023. Yeah, Happy New Year yourself, mate, and uh, catch you later. Catch you later.